If you're looking for trouble, you've come to the right place. You just entered the baddest biker bar in the investment world. Welcome to the Danger Zone. Yes, it's the Danger Zone on Money Life where we get the latest take from the crew at New Constructs, where they evaluate securities on a scale of most attractive to most dangerous. They do this by digging in at the footnotes level and working their way up. And, well, they frequently find that the numbers may not be what you think they are when you're looking only at skin deep levels. If things are working for you, well, that might make something attractive. But if they're working against you, that's typically going to make them dangerous. If you want to learn more about how it works, go to newconstructs.com. David Trainer is president and founder at New Constructs. David, great to have you back on Money Life. It is great to be back, John. Thank you. Who's in the danger zone this week? Compass. Danger, danger. Compass. It's ticker symbol C-O-M-P. And why is it not pointing true north right now? You know what, Chuck? This isn't just a danger zone stock. This is a zombie stock. Edition number 30. And like all zombie stocks, this baby is burning cash. They've only got enough funds on hand to support the current cash flow for two years. And we think with the housing market slowing, to say the least, and its inability to have made money in the best of times markets means that it's going to lose even more money in the less than best of time markets and that the debt and other liabilities are going to eat up any potential profit if there is any so that equity investors potential to realize any value is less than zero. We on Money Life just did an interview with Drago Dimitrov. He's the author of a book, What Does This Company Do? And it's learning to understand the risks. And He's trying to make sure people understand more than just discounted cash flow analysis. Now, you take a look, and of course, it's forensic accounting meets discounted cash flow analysis at New Constructs, but you're looking in and going, the numbers make no sense on this company. But this is also a case where, as you pointed out, the business makes no sense. I mean, this is a technology-driven real estate company, and it wasn't making profits when the real estate market was good, and the real estate market is not so good anymore, right? So it's not just in the numbers, it's flawed business meets bad numbers. That's right. The recent mania in the markets uh, here in January and early February has got a lot of sort of the more experienced and I would say sophisticated investors sort of pulling their hair out and really just like questioning how far has society and even markets kind of gotten off base in terms of understanding the importance of allocating capital to good businesses. Compass is like, you know, to your point, like this is a business that should never have been born. The technology angle here in the real estate market doesn't work. The only reason that they have sort of been around and been able to succeed is they've been overpaying for good agents with the hopes that for some reason, those really good agents might be willing to negotiate down their comp once that initial super lucrative deal was over. And guess what? Really good agents are in a strong enough bargaining position that they don't negotiate down their comp. I'm speaking from experience from, from an agent that did move to Compass, and that's exactly what happened. So, um, yeah, these are head scratchers. You know I've always said my crystal ball's in the shop when you ask me to time things, but the, the absurdity of the more than 100% move in this stock since the beginning of the year has brought us to, to bring it back into the danger zone and put on the, in, on the zombie stock list at the same time. This is an industry 
that got everybody excited. And you had not just Compass, but, you know, Redfin, Open Door, and Zillow, all companies that you hate. <laughs> you said this is a business that never should have been born. That kind of applies to all of them, right? So when you take a look at this industry and you compare it with, I don't know, Coldwell Banker or the traditional real estate companies, which, by the way, could be the stupid money risk in something like this, but really don't need to be the stupid money risk in something like this. When you consider it, are we going to get to a spot where two, three, five years from now, if this plays out the way you expect, that we're going to have the real estate market having basically chewed up, spit out, digested all of these newfangled competitors, and it'll be all the old guys having just expanded their business and maybe changed their model a little bit. Is that the way the whole story plays out for the industry? Yeah. Look, I think some of these, uh, the, the legacy players, I know they're doing just fine. <laughs> We've all got friends in real estate these days, right? We've got more real estate agents than we have homes for sale, I think, these days. But yeah, I think they're going to go out, out of business, as will a lot of zombie stocks and, and other industries. Open Door and Redfin are also on the zombie stock list. It reminds me of the tech bubble where we had all kinds of companies come into existence, create a lot of value for bankers and a few executives, grift a lot of value from investors, only to be gone within a few short years. And I think we're going to see the same thing with a lot of the IPOs we saw in 2021, 2020. It's just unfortunate. Honestly, it's very unfortunate. It's bad for society. That capital that is siphoned off to executives and bankers is lost to ever for society, right? We're taking pockets from investors who are looking to create value by investing in real companies that can create value and profits. And we're giving it to some people that are going to spend it on private jets and lavish parties. <laughs> not a good thing. All zombie stocks have the potential to go to zero. They're not a zombie stock if two things aren't happening. One, you can see the runway for how much cash they've got left and how many months they would have till bankruptcy if something doesn't happen. And although in the case of Compass, two years is kind of a long time relative to a lot of the other zombie stocks, still there's that path out there. But if it doesn't happen, you've got a legitimate case in your report for how this stock could lose 90% of its value. So explain how overvalued this stock is. Yeah, thanks, Chuck. I really I love how you bring it back to the reverse discounted cash flow model every time because it's such a powerful tool to just level set everyone, whether you're a bull or a bear, on what the current valuation of the stock means. And then that, of course, helps you understand what potential value for the stock should be. So to justify the stock at around 475, 465, you have to believe the company will improve its after-tax profit margin to 3%, which is where some of the most successful real estate companies are, compared to its negative 6%, which is the best ever margin it had, right? So major increase in margins. Grow revenue at consensus rates for the next three years, and then grow revenue at 14% a year from 2025 to 2030. That's three times the forecasted U.S. real estate market growth rate. In that scenario... Compass grows revenue to $12.7 billion and NOPAT to $381 million in 2030. And that's what you got to do to justify the current stock price. And just so you know, anywhere real estate, which is includes Century 21, Caldwell Banker, and Sotheby's, their trailing 12 months revenue is $7.6 billion, or a little more than half of what Compass is expected to be <laughs> to justify 472. So I don't know what to say. Like the expectations are absurd. Sir, the compass is going to all of a sudden be nearly twice as big 
you know, in eight years than some of the biggest legacy players in the business. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just absurd. And then fundamentally, they don't have the cash to last even close to that long. So barring some other change in their business condition, yeah, headed for real trouble. The compass on compass pointing due south all the way to nothing. That's the reason why COMP Compass is this week's pick in the danger zone. David, great stuff as always. Thank you, Chuck. Great to be with you. David Trainer is president and founder at New Constructs. They're on Twitter at New Constructs. David's on Twitter. He's at the real DTrain37. And you can learn more about what they do. Check out the most attractive and dangerous lists and more at newconstructs.com. We're heading for home on the Monday, February 6th edition of Money Life. Up next, Deck Malarkey will be here at long last. We'll be talking big picture, market, economy, and more when we come back in just a moment. 